Entrepreneur on Fire 907. The only bet in life that's worth taking in a lot of ways is in yourself, especially as it relates to being an entrepreneur. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Looking for an automated investment service that helps you rebalance your portfolio, reinvest dividends, and maximize your after-tax returns? Wealthfront is ready to serve you. Fire Nation, get your first $10,000 managed completely free by visiting Wealthfront.com slash fire. What's shaking, Fire Nation? Johnny Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Richard R.B. Botto. R.B., are you prepared to ignite? You bet your ass I am, yes. John. <laughs> RB is the founder and CEO of Stage 32, the world's largest social media site and educational hub for film, television, and theater creatives. In just over three years, Stage 32 has organically reached over 325,000 members from every country on the planet. RB, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and then expand upon your biz. Me personally, I come from a full entrepreneurial background. I've been running businesses for a good 15, 18 years. Uh, most recently, before Stage 32, I ran a magazine called Razor. It was a national men's lifestyle magazine that played in the arena of Maxim, GQ, Esquire, and that ilk. And uh, started Stage 32 back in 2011. Coming off, I'm also a, I should say, a screenwriter, a filmmaker, and an actor. And uh, based on some experiences I had in the business and problems that people were having in the industry, making connections and, and making global connections, especially people who didn't live in L.A., uh, that gave me the sort of embryonic idea of starting Stage 32. We launched in September of 2011 after being in beta for uh, about three, four months. And we're actually closing in on 400,000 members right now. And uh, it's just been growing at an incredible rate. It's been ridiculously rewarding. And, uh, you know, we bring not only, not only a social network, but we have a gigantic educational component. We work with over 300, executive, 300 executives in Hollywood to uh, bring, you know, classes, labs, webinars, pitching events and things of that nature to the community. And, and those have been very successful as well in giving members of our community opportunity and getting them jobs and getting them signed and, and so on and so on and so on. So RB, what I love is that you've just crossed the spectrum. You've done so many different things in your entrepreneurial journey. And I'm really excited to be delving into those coming up here because we're really going to dive into some specific stories of your journey. But first and foremost, my friends, we're going to go into what I call the one minute mindset. I'm going to ask you five questions, five insights, RB, into your mind. Take your time, you know, about a minute-ish per answer will be great or per question for the answer. And number one is, ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? Uh, the first 60 minutes are usually my, my most regimented 60 minutes in a lot of ways. And I, I kind of mix it up between personal time and, and uh, mixed in with some business time. What I mean by that is I spend a good part of those 60 minutes 
doing, you know, reading the trades, reading, um, you know, some of the business sites that I like to frequent, but taking my time to do that. And that kills two birds with one stone in a lot of ways. It's something that I really enjoy doing. And obviously, it gives me information on what's going on in both businesses, the business that I, I handle that I am uh, dealing with on the creative side, and of course, the business that I'm running. And then I also spend probably half of that time either exercising or meditating, doing something to clear my head, something for myself, something that gets my day off to a good start, makes me feel good, gets my brain working, gets my blood pumping. And uh, that's usually my first 60 minutes. What I love about that is that you're taking time for yourself, RB. And Fire Nation, so often the first thing we do is jump on somebody else's agenda. And and then it just the whole day just takes off and it takes over. So love how you take control. What's your biggest weakness, RB, as an entrepreneur? You know, I think there's a couple of things. One is that, I, you know, along, it's, it's something that it's taken me a long time to kind of adjust to, but, you know, not really leaning on mentors along the way, I think was definitely a weakness of mine, especially back in the razor days. I've been much more receptive to that. I have a hard time asking people for help and, uh, you know, asking them to uh, take time out of their day because I know how difficult it is for me at times when I'm asked, and I do get asked very, very often to, you know, either can, can do you have five minutes? Can you offer some advice? Uh, you know, can you take some time out of your schedule? And obviously time is your biggest and most important, uh, commodity, I guess. And, uh, so I think that's been a challenge and something I'm getting better at, but it's definitely, it's definitely something that handicapped me a little bit along the way, especially when I was going through challenging times, not going to people either more knowledgeable than me or people who had, had fought the wars I was about to fight or was fighting for advice. Not leaning on mentors. Definitely a weakness that we want to get over Fire Nation as quickly as possible. I mean, one thing, RB, that I love to share is I did so many things wrong when I first started as an entrepreneur, but the one of the very few things I did right was investing in a mentor and super early in my stage. And that was a massive, massive benefit. I give you credit for that. That's terrific. Oh, thank you. RB, what's your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? Uh, you know, I think vision, I think, you know, being able to see, identify a need and, and fill that, not only fill that need, but to kind of see all the angles that are going to be involved in, in filling that need, being able to plan ahead, look ahead, uh, you know, ask before you, launching or implementing what could be the, uh, kickback on this, what could be, you know, uh, where are the holes and, uh, you know, kind of filling in that white space, so to speak, that's out there on the horizon. You know, it's the same thing with writing in a lot of ways. It's like, how do you fill up that blank space where you need to kind of plan and prepare and, you know, do your best to because, you know, there's going to be surprises along the way. Well, it's no different, in my opinion, running a business and being an entrepreneur. You know, you have to, you know, color in that white space, but also, uh, you know, have the vision and, and the foresight to, you know, see where the, where the pushback is going to be. So I think that that's been one of my biggest strengths uh, in running businesses my whole life. And to circle back to the mentor thing, I mean, this is what a mentor can do for you. It can help you with the vision. It can give you, they can give you their experience and what they've done over their, you know, vast, whatever many years they've been doing that. And that's why it's huge. And honestly, Arby, that's probably why you've been able to have success, even with the resisting of the mentors thus far, because that is a strength of yours. You do have that vision where a lot of people like myself need to rely on mentors, especially when we get going. Now, Arby, you have a lot of great habits, but what's a habit that you wish you had? 
Well, you know, it's funny because in spe- keeping the mentor thing going and speaking to some people now that I've brought into my orbit and have asked to help a little bit, one of the things that they bring up all the time, again, is valuing your time and making sure that you, you do take that time for yourself. And one of the ways that you can do that is by cutting down on the correspondence, cutting down on the time, uh, you know, organizing your correspondence a little bit better, setting aside a certain part of the day and keeping that correspondence short. I have a tendency to want to help and to, uh, you know, want to offer as much advice as humanly possible, but it, it sometimes is at the detriment of getting things done and at the detriment of, of things that you need to be, uh, at the time that you could be using, utilizing to service the business. So I think that's one thing I, I wish I can get that habit kind of into shape where I can, you know, uh, rip through 80 emails in, in 20 minutes or 15 minutes and, and keep things a little bit shorter and a little bit more, I guess, streamlined, uh, so that I have more time to do what I'm doing and I'm not up at two o'clock in the morning doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because as you mentioned, our most critical and valuable commodity is time. So however we can find ways to take back some of our own time, Fire Nation, always, always go that route. And RB, you have a lot of things, my friend, to be fired up about right now, but what's the one thing that just has you most fired up today? I'm fired up about our growth. I mean, I've really been excited about how you know, the, the mission of the business has really taken hold. You know, it takes a long time to get everybody to, to really buy in and believe, but that has been happening at an incredible rate lately. And, and what gets me much more fired up than even that, or is, or is maybe an ancillary thing uh, to that, is that our members are finding success. You know, every time we have a success story, Man, you know, my entire staff is just moved. We, we, you know, we celebrate it. We toast it. We just had a, a member uh, who's a director who uh, directed, wrote, co-wrote and directed a film that premiered in Hollywood on Friday who used 30 stage 32 members in his cast and crew. And I mean, and that's got me fired up because that's what this site was intended to do. It was intended to allow people, uh, give people the opportunity to network and, and, um, uh, build a network where they're able to, you know, get their projects off the ground, get them seen, get them distribution, get them marketing, and all of those facets and aspects related to that film came from Stage Thirty Two. So that's got me fired up. Wow, rightfully so. Arby, I've alluded to the amazing journey that you've been on. I mean, we just culminated with this talk about Stage Thirty Two, but we've also alluded to a few of the things that you've done in the past. I mean, you have had this entrepreneurial journey. It's a roller coaster, the ups, the downs. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moments. RB, take us there. Tell us that story. Well, I definitely think it was the day that we shut down Razor Magazine. I, you know, we had done, a, a, my, my staff had done a ton of things right. We had executed really, really well. Um, our readership at one point was uh, better than GQ, better than Esquire. Uh, uh, we were one of the only magazines in the space that the, our ABC audit was showing double-digit increases uh, every six months. And it was all just going great on the reader side. Everything, the reader experience was fantastic. Unfortunately, on the advertising side, you know, we, we were dealing with a dying medium and, you know, nobody could see that coming. This was in the mid 2000s. Uh, you know, instead of uh, advertisers setting a budget for Internet and for print, they were stealing from print to go to Internet and they didn't know what they were doing there. And a lot of them still don't know what they're doing there. So it was a very, very tough it was very, very tough to, you know, in one breath be sitting there going, 
you know, with our last issue, we've never had a higher readership. We had one point of one point five million readership, and yet at the same time, you know, we just didn't have the advertising dollars to support the business going forward. So it was it was tough from an entrepreneurial standpoint because you know you felt like you were doing a lot of things right, but it was also tough to to you know have to let the staff who was so passionate about what we were doing. Uh, know that it was over. So that was definitely my toughest moment. Wow. I mean, looking at Google Images right now, you definitely had a skill for the cover. Let me tell you that, RB. <laughs> you had some pretty awesome covers there. I think uh, the other guys in the listenership will know what I'm talking about. It's, you know, just the headlines too. I mean, I, I'm already want to open up some of these magazines and unfortunately it's just in the Google Image format. So with all the things that you were doing right Looking back, what do you think just the number one thing is that you did wrong? Again, it's tough to say that we that the worst thing or the or the thing that we did wrong was not recognizing the landscape as far as it related to advertising was concerned. I think that maybe we were a little naive that a single title publisher could offer uh, the same incentives, let's say, that a Condé Nast or a Hearst could. We felt that our product was going to speak for itself, and it did. And we would go into advertising meetings, and everybody would say, you're doing it better than everybody, but I need to be able right. to buy across nine titles. So, you know, it's tough to say it was wrong. Maybe it was just – maybe we just didn't see it quick enough. But even at that, uh, you know, there was really no way to adjust because it wasn't like we could jump into the, the arena with five other titles. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I mean, we've experienced that even in the podcast world. I mean, there's been pod, um, podcast sponsors that have come to me and said, John, like we want to sponsor with you and we want to advertise on your show. But, you know, unless you're getting 150,000 listens an episode, like that's kind of our minimum buy right now. And and that's just the reality of life, Fire Nation. So there's a lot of pros to being the small guy. You're agile. You're getting out there. You're able to do some things. But, you know, there's also some cons as well. You're just going to be able to deal with both sides. But RB, let's shift now and let's go to a brighter time, to a happier story. This is an aha moment, a light bulb, an epiphany that you had at some point. Now, you've had a ton. You're going to continue to have a ton more. But which one is going to be a story that you think is going to be fitting for Fire Nation? And take us there. I think it, it relates to stage 32 that, you know, again, the embryonic idea, I was an actor in New York and, and this was pre well, early social media. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends that left the business because they just didn't have the contacts. And so that always stuck with me. And then I did a film that went to Sundance in 2011 and everybody on the cast and crew were family for 33 days and loved each other. And then when we wrapped, you know, everybody went their separate ways and all of a sudden the emails, you know, became either less frequent or they became, you know, do you have another, do you have any ideas where I could find a gig or do you right. have any contacts? And then the aha moment, so that stayed with me. And then the aha moment was that when I was at the American film market, uh, in 2011, and I was seeing all these people coming from around the world looking to sell their movies or, or secure distribution. And when I asked them what they would do if you know they couldn't get if they couldn't get that sale or couldn't get the deal they were looking for, most of them said we're going to come back here again and try to do it again in another year. And I was like, that's insane! Like, where where are your contacts? Like, what do you? Well, this is it. This is all we have. You know, this is a lottery ticket in a way. And that seemed insane to me because some of them had unbelievable content. So the aha moment was sort of a combination of things, but it really hit home right there where I said, look, there needs to be, there, there's a need here. This needs to get filled. And when I asked them about using broad social media platforms, of course, they were like, you know, it's, it's, it's not, 
it doesn't fit what we're doing. It's not uh, applicable to what we're doing. It's friends and family, and it's 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 not concentrated. And that was the aha moment where I said, you know, niche social networks in this world that we're living in right now, it, you know, it's it's a need, and it's something that people are going to flock to. And I really believe that. And then I did some focus study with uh, you know people that I knew in the industry. And that validated my thought, and uh, that aha moment led me to start moving and building and going into beta. Fire Nation, it's keeping your ears tuned. It's keeping your eyes open to the voids and the pain points and the marketplace that exists. And that's exactly what RB did. I mean, niche social networks was such an obvious need looking back in hindsight now. But I'm sure when he went to people with this idea, some of them were like, well, there's Facebook. Why do you need something mm-hmm. else? But of course you need something else. Not, someone's not going to post on Facebook so everybody and their mother can see, including their mother, can see that they're looking for work. I mean, there's you know, there's so much power within the niche. And we talk about niching down till it hurts. And real quick, RB, Stage 32, how'd that name come to fruition? Uh, great question. Um, I'm a huge Orson Welles fan and I'm a big Citizen Kane fan. And Orson Welles is, you know, over the years has kind of gone from the brilliant young filmmaker that he was the, as far as the public persona is concerned to the, the fat guy selling wine. And he also <laughs> has gone from, you know, this reputation of being a big collaborator to being sort of a dictator. But if you read some of the books about Orson Welles, you'll, you'll see that he, uh, he took in and parsed information from everybody on that set and he was absolutely a true collaborator so citizen kane was filmed on a soundstage called rko 17 which is now paramount stage 32 and if you go to paramount stage 32 and you go to the front door of the actual soundstage you'll see a plaque with the citizen kane with citizen kane on it so that's where it came from love that so RB, we've talked about a lot today. I mean, we've talked about your worst moment. We've talked about your aha moment. We talked about the five insights within your daily practice or your weakness and strengths. Take us on just maybe one sentence, sum it up for us. What do you want Fire Nation to walk away with from, from this first segment of this interview? I think you said it really, really well. Uh, first of all, I, I think it's identifying, if you really have identified a need and you really want to set about filling it, do it. But the other part of it is you got to keep your, you got to keep your ears open and your mouth shut sometimes that, you know, God gave you two ears, one mouth kind of thing. <laughs> listen and listen, parse, absorb, and then act. And, and, and then you know what? After you act, you got to react. So, RB, I'm not letting you go anywhere quite yet because we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Ready for an automated investment service? It has arrived. Wealthfront is an automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way by monitoring your account 24-7 and automatically rebalancing your portfolio, reinvesting dividends, and working to maximize your after-tax returns. Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies that were previously only available to the wealthiest investors. Plus, Wealthfront charges only 0.25% per year, less than one-fourth the cost of a traditional investment advisor. Fire Nation, 
Nation. Get your first $10,000 managed completely free by visiting Wealthfront.com slash fire. That's Wealthfront.com slash fire. Wealthfront Inc. is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk and there's a possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com slash fire to read their full disclosure. Fire Nation, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free and get 30% off your your first traffic boost by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. RB, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. I'm in. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, I started pretty young and really the only thing that was holding me back at that point was being financially, feeling financially comfortable to do it. And, and I'll tell you, I wasn't really all the way. I, I didn't really feel like I was going to be at, at that point anytime soon and I really wanted to move. So nothing really held me back except that for a little bit. And then I just said, you got to jump off the cliff and do it. You got to believe in yourself. The only, the only bet in life that's worth taking in a lot of ways is, is in yourself, especially as it relates to being an entrepreneur. What's the best advice you've ever received? Two people told me it, and they, it was very, very simple. Relax, and one of them actually added one word, breathe. And that's, you know, you, you face a lot of challenges as an entrepreneur. You have, to, you have to sit back every once in a while and take a breath, and maybe it's 10 of them, and, and look at things with clarity. What's a personal habit you do have, RB, that you believe contributes to your success? You know, going back to the top of the show, I think it's taking time to yourself, exercising, meditation, all the things that I enjoy, making sure that I do commit time to it, that it fits in the schedule. And, and uh, it, it really does. It really helps. It really, really does. So that's I think that's the biggest strength, biggest uh, personal habit. Do you have an Internet resource like an Evernote, like a Stage 32 that you can share with our listeners? From a, you know, because we have a small staff and it's, it's, you know, third year, but we're up to about 12 people now. I still, Elance is a big one of them. And then, you know, from the educational standpoint, I, I like to, you know, peruse, Paul, you know, I have my own setup on Pulse and, and I like to go through uh, Medium as well. I think some really, really good stuff is being published over there. Phenomenal. RB, I know you have a couple for us. So can you recommend one or two books for our listeners? What would it be and why? Yeah, and I'll preface this by saying I hate how-to books, especially when it comes to uh, business. I think that you you know you create your own personality and your own way of doing things, and then, like I said, you take in advice and you parse it and you learn from it, especially from mentors. But I like reading other people's experiences and how they got to where they are. So 
the three I've read recently was Zero to One, uh, Peter Thiel's book, which I think is fantastic. The Hard Thing About Hard Things, Ben Horowitz's book. And then one that I love on the creative end, but it's good for business people as well because it's all about making time. And it's called The War on Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's a great one. Wow. Three great books for sure. And Fire Nation, you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Now, RB, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd rescue a dog. I did that. (laughs) I'd buy myself a decent bottle of bourbon, I think, and then I get to work. Uh You know, I would get myself a really good internet internet connection, and then you know, I would take advantage of every free business resource on the web, and there are a million of them. And then what I would do is I would go out to broad based social media, depending on what I'm looking to do. As far as you know, if I'm if I'm coming up with a new business, if I'm assuming that this is what we're doing with this experiment, is I'm I'm coming up with a new business. Well, I would go to broad based social media and start building up my brand and my reputation because I think that's extremely important. And then I would go to niche based social media that fits the uh, the the business I'm about to start. And from there, I would do a ton of crowdsourcing. I would identify a crowd, move, you know, identify a crowd, engage a crowd, move a crowd to support what I'm looking to do and not only support what I'm looking to do, but then go carry the message of what I'm looking to do. All of those things outside of the bourbon cost you nothing and outside the internet connection and and the bourbon cost you nothing. Um, You know, at that point, you know, you have the money to try to, you know, go out there if you need to go. Uh, get yourself a, a, a WordPress website or go get yourself a, you know, somebody to design your logo on Fiverr or whatever. You could spend those bucks very, very cheaply. But the biggest commodity that you have there doesn't really cost any money. The biggest thing that you could do right there, and that's building your reputation and your brand. I love how it comes back to reputation. I love how it comes back to brand and building relationships. I mean, RB, you've seen it, I've seen it, and Fire Nation, I want you to be absorbing as we're going forward. I mean, these are the components that are building a successful business. And I want to end today the way we started it on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. You know, my one piece of guidance is, is really, I guess, a, a broad piece of, of, of guidance. And that's don't let anyone tell you no, you know, believe in yourself, believe in your convictions, go about it smartly, you know, go about it, you know, with an educated mind and, and with an awareness but, but do it, you know, just do it. I, every time I speak in front of entrepreneurs, the big thing I hear is that, you know, I'm, I'm scared of it. it it's, a, it's a challenge. It's going to be hard. It's going to be, of course it is. Of course it's a challenge, but that's why you're doing it. Because, the, you know, if you're thinking about doing it, you have it in you to do it, I believe. I, you know, if you think about it that passionately, if it's something that you can't get out of your mind, then, you know, you just got to jump in and do it, but do it from, do it, do it smartly and do it, you know, from an educated standpoint. And as far as, was that good enough? Or do you have any? uh, That was perfect, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, just let me know. But uh, yeah, and just how you reach me, you can reach me 
On Stage 32, uh, when you sign up, you will see my mug. I am uh, also on, you'll get a note from me and see my mug. I'm like, apparently like MySpace Tom. Oh yeah, I was and, just going to give that analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's me. And then uh, I'm also on uh, Twitter at RB Walks Into a Bar, exactly as it sounds. And um, I also run the stage, I partially run the Stage 32 Twitter account. Now I have a little bit of help because of everything else that's going on. But And I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, so you can connect with me there. Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with RB and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type RB in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything we've been talking about today. The book recommendations, the resources, all the greatness. And of course, check out Stage 32. Tweet at RB walks into a bar and just have fun doing it. And RB, thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, this was great. I appreciate it. And by the way, congratulations on all your success. This is a fantastic show and, and you deserve every everything that comes to you, my friend. Ignite. Ignite. High Five is an easy-to-use integrated hardware and cloud software solution that allows you to meet face-to-face with your team no matter where they are. No cables and definitely no IT team needed. Just a sleek in-room device that can connect to your conference room TV and is accessible from computers and mobile devices alike. What team doesn't want to high-five each other? Go to highfive.com slash fire and request a free 30-day trial today. That's H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E dot com forward slash fire. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create an amazing webinar you love? Well, you can in just 10 days with our free course at thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. Ignite.